In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The habituation of the mind to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone is the key to understanding reality. For those who have been around, you will know it is the fourth week of what I am calling the Summer of Sanity. For those who have not, you can go to the Paris website, and I know you're just fired up to listen to all my sermons from the past month. So we come to this week, and as I have mentioned before, again, to those who have been around, we want to start becoming very practical about what it means to habituate the mind to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone, that we might have the key to understanding reality. And so you may remember I began reading from the document, Go Make Disciples, published by Bishop Donald Hying of the Diocese of Madison, and understanding that the habituation of the mind is the call to holiness. That is a very another clear way to say, habituating the mind to the fact that infinite existence, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is also a someone incarnate in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, is the key to understanding reality, becoming holy. That there is that great call to holiness, to be the weeds that spring up. As we read in the Gospel last week, bearing fruit, 90 and 60 and 30-fold, to be shining bright like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. That is the destiny of all those who wish to seek holiness, which will be opposed. There is rocky ground and thorny ground in being strewn along the crowd path. There is the enemy who sows seeds, and the small mind will look at the weeds and accuse the great harvester of stupidity. Uh, you hear this, uh, you, didn't you sow the good seed? What's all this? Are you too dumb to know how to sow your field properly? That's the implicit critique they make. That we do this all of the time. How could this be? How could this be? How could this be? Doesn't God know? Doesn't God? God knows full well. An enemy has done this, but he gives his children cause for good hope that there can be repentance from sin. They chanted that back in the Old Testament. And thus, the life, the death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, though sin caused ruin to that relationship, it is restored in the life of Jesus Christ. And we, by becoming holy, may grow to repair it. Now, in the bishop's document, he gives five points on being holy. The first point, obey the commandments. Hear the word of the harvester who sows. Do you want us to go to pull out the weeds? No. Judge not, that you may not be judged. Strive, rather, to enter into the narrow gate. 
how constricted the gate and narrow the path that leads to life. Those who find it are few. Therefore, I say, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And heed the words of life and the great call. Now again, that becomes more concrete in the Ten Commandments. I wish to quote from you this document, which is quoting directly from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you care to make a note, this is paragraph 2072 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which says, Since they express man's fundamental duties towards God and neighbor, the Ten Commandments reveal in their primordial content grave obligations. They are fundamentally immutable. Side note, that's a great word, immutable. They cannot be muted. They are forever spoken. Once they were spoken on Sinai, they were forever spoken. They are immutable. You cannot press the mute button on the commandments. They oblige always and everywhere. No one can dispense from them. The Ten Commandments are engraved by God on the human heart. Bear not false witness. Envy not. Kill not. Steal not. Love the Lord your God. Keep holy the name. Keep holy the day of the Lord. What is this if not a path? What is this if not a habituation of mind that that infant existence, not great grandpa in the sky, infinite existence who knows you and loves you and loves you in your joy and loves you in your triumph, loves you in your pain, loves you in your failure, loves your beautiful, sweet generosity, loves you even you are whiny and selfish and bratty. And me too, praise God. From the Holy Cross, risen from the tomb, take this, all of you, and eat. The one who eats has life. And this life was the light of the world and it shines in the dark and the dark cannot overcome it. And the knowledge and the obedience to that, hearing the call, not ever pressing the mute button because you can't, is sanity. In those places where they try to press the mute button, insanity reigns. Now, I have made a resolution to not make grand cultural or civilizational critiques. You're smart. Figure it out for yourselves. Wherever in the history of humanity did lies, falsehood, slavery, murder exist with more ease than in Soviet Russia, who tried to systematically press the mute button. If you have trouble believing that, read the book, The Gulag Archipelago, by the great author Solzhenitsyn.
have a stiff drink bite you because it's a dark read, right? It's not going to put a happy smile on your face. And then put that book down, breathe in and out. Say, Jesus, I trust in you. I confess that I have sinned. I give glory to the Father. And then, of course, we eat the bread of life and live and walk out that door and obey. Did you know the word we use, obey, is Latin, obediere, to listen. To obey is to listen, to not press the mute button. And in fidelity to those commandments, you will habituate your mind to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone. And you will love the name and word of Jesus Christ and have the key to understanding reality. Go to Holy Mary, who said when the angel appeared, let it be done to me according to your word. She heard and obeyed, and life came into the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.